through the directions, okay? And remember, kid. Buzz! Ninety-five days until the return of the greatest, in my opinion at least, the greatest movie collection of all time, Toy Story 4, comes back to theaters in 95 days from the release day of this episode. Welcome back to the Pizza Planet Podcast. So glad that you can make it back here to the podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please go ahead and like the podcast subscribe to it and share it with all of your friends and family you can follow us on our social media pages we only have two we're not that incredibly big we have our twitter page at pizza planet pod and we have our facebook page at facebook.com slash pizza planet podcast my name is jordan smith and once again returning to the podcast for the second straight episode is foster thompson exactly best friend in the world Good friend of the show, Mr. Foster Thompson. How you been? I'm good. Uh, we're on spring break. Yeah, exactly. That's always a good time. Yeah, yeah. We will have, uh, the time you're hearing this, we will have just finished our spring break. Currently at it right now on a little bit of a, of a, of a, a vacation, if you will. So good to be on a little bit of a vacation right now and kind of step away from school and <laughs> work and everything for a little bit before we head back to the real world so today we've got an action-packed episode for everybody here on the podcast we're going to be talking a lot of disney parks here in this episode talk a little bit about the news about star wars land in disneyland and in disney world we've got some other things talking about uh disney world ticket prices rising uh, of course like we mentioned in the last episode or foster really did the uh, Disney Vacation Club members' uh, new hotel looks like looks to be coming to DVC members. Foster will give you the lowdown on that from what he knows. And then, of course, don't forget about our poll question in the middle of the show, as well as Foster Thompson's spoiler-filled, yes, spoiler-filled Captain Marvel review coming at the end of of the show but we're gonna kick things off we're talking some Star Wars Galaxy's Edge if you are any kind of Disney fan that has been paying attention to the newest addition to Disneyland and Disney World you will know that news broke recently uh, that Star Wars Galaxy Edge is opening early in both parks the release day for Disneyland has been bumped up to May 31st so about two and a half months from now and of course, Walt Disney World has been bumped up to August 29th of this year. First off, Foster, um, Star Wars Land, you excited about it? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm excited about it. I think the, uh, the uh, Solo spaceship will be the one that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, the one Falcon. The one Millennium Falcon and the uh, Disney World. Yeah, and then of course, um, there. 
you know, it it was supposed to be released, you know, or at least open way, you know, way later this year. But yeah, they, from what I understand and from what I've read, especially on the WDW News Today blog, a great website, by the way, uh, from what I've read and understood, there is so much anticipation and I guess... Hmm, what's the word we're going to go with? Not fan appreciation, but fan excitement, I guess we'll call it. That they decided they're going to open the park early. Mm -hmm. This comes with a little bit of, you know, stipulations, however. One of them being that the Rise of the Resistance ride at Walt Disney World will not be open. It will not be ready for operation when the park opens on August 29th. Which is, in my opinion... Why? Why would they decide, okay, we're going to open the park early, but we're going to have basically the one of, if not the only ride, I believe there's one more, but if that's the only like main one that people are actually wanting, or wanting to ride that, and see, parks? Um, as far as I know, I've only seen information on that from Walt Disney World. I don't know about Disneyland as far as their rides, whether all of everything will be open or not. Uh, I tried finding. I couldn't find much on Disneyland. Found mostly on Disney World, but um, but for me, honestly, you know, I hear that the main attraction or one of you know besides the Millennium Falcon and yeah. you know eating you know at the restaurants that are themed from Tatooine and things like that, having that not open when you're going to open the park early. First off, if it's not going to be ready when you open the park early, in my opinion, don't open the park early. Um. So, here are some things that I think Disney is trying to do. Um, so, if they open the park early, may they can start to increase the crowds earlier, which might mean the crowds dying down earlier, so that, um, so that might be just a like a business side of it and another thing is that it will the anticipation will be shorter so it will be even though that it will be like the ride won't be ready people can still eat at the restaurants and ride the Millennium Falcon stuff that they've been excited for as well but I also see the disappointment that it might not be open. But they can always go again. I mean, it's not like Disney World's closing anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank goodness. No, but um, kind of talking about that a little bit, I think they've somewhat learned from their experience with Toy Story Land. Mm -hmm. Because at Disneyland, when they opened the park in about two and a half months or so, uh, basically Labor Day, or not Labor Day, but Memorial Day weekend, I should say, they're gonna have a little bit of a, of almost like a wait list, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, according to WDW News Today, it says that guests plan, guest planning on going to Star Wars Land and Disneyland between May 31st and June 23rd, they will need to have a valid theme park admission, of course. They'll be required to make a no-cost reservation... To go into the park, and of course, mm -hmm. that's subject to availability. If they have any open slots on the list, you know, if it's not full, you know, filled out, all that. 
And that would be their way to get access to the park from May 31st to June 23rd. To kind of limit that initial crowd for a park that's not all the way open just yet. Uh, Of course, that's at Disneyland. At Disney World, they will not be offering that. At Disney World, it's going to be just go as usual. What is your thoughts on the wait list? Like, do you not like that idea? I think it's I think it's an interesting idea, because I haven't really seen, you know, or remember any kind of theme park do you know do this. I don't remember Universal doing this for uh, Harry Potter World. Yeah. I don't remember Disney. I don't think they ever done. They didn't do this. I don't believe for Toy Story Land. Um, so the so. people on this wait list, they can't just. So people can't just walk into... Right, they can't just walk into Galaxy's Edge. They're going to have to sign either before they get there yeah. to Disneyland itself, or while they're at Disneyland, sign a non-cost, a no-cost, which is at least a good thing. If you're yeah. going to basically create a sign-in list, slash wait list, to go into the park, yeah. may as well make it free. But if they're going to create this, you know... I guess it makes sense because the park may technically not be finished with building yet. I don't know. Mm. It's weird. It's just weird thinking about opening a park that's not finished. Or at least a yeah. a section of the park, I should and say. And but Disneyland, where is it going? Disney World. Or, uh, well, I know where it's going at Disney yeah, World. At, at, at Disneyland, they're going to do the sign-in. At Disney World, they're not going to do it. They're just going to go mm. business as usual. They're going to open the park. Yeah. It'll be available during the extra magic hours, just like usual for the for Hollywood Studios. Um, you know, everything yeah. like that. Um, of course, the only thing is the ride not being open and ready whenever, yeah. you know, it's time. But what I understand, it looks like most everything else will be. It'll just be the uh, Rise of the Resistance ride that yeah. won't be operational yeah. when everything goes about. Um, but yeah, no, no, no wait list. All they have to do... Basically, just like you know, any theme park, you gotta have a valid yeah. theme park admission, and you just walk right in. Um, that's Disney World. You know, it, it, it's gonna be interesting, I guess, to kind of see. And I think they're also gonna do a um, kind of like an early preview event yeah. in sometime in like late July, from what I understand as well for Walt Disney World, which will be even more interesting because they'll probably still be building it. In late July, when they do this preview, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to me to kind of see, I guess, how all of this, uh, all this shakes down. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess kind of what's what's um, you know, hearing about all of that. Um, I guess you kind of already mentioned, well, you know, maybe the business yeah. side things like that. But kind of what's your what's your whole takeaway? The wait list. I mean. They probably are trying to do crowd control again. The business side. Right. <laughs> I mean, the business night side just stinks sometimes. It just does. And Disney has to do some things that just makes people mad. And may just. I feel like them. it makes you mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it. I mean. I get why they have it, probably for crowd control, but it does seem a little inconvenient. Like if I want to go to Disney World or Disneyland rather, and oh, I'm on a waiting list, you know, just sort of waiting lists are inconvenient. But I mean, you know, first yeah. come, first serve. 
I guess so. What, the, what they're going for. Yeah, I, I guess so. It's That's going to be interesting to kind of see how that all uh, operates. Now, from what I understand, kind of following along that same line and going to our next topic here, as a Disney Vacation Club mm-hmm. member yourself, yeah. there's, a, there's a new addition for DVC members, and I believe, if I remember right, it's a Star Wars yeah, theme, right? Star Wars theme, and that is coming in the next few years, and that will tie in with the Hollywood uh, Star Wars land, and this will only be at Disney World. It won't be in Disneyland. Um, but I find it really cool. It, y- you can... Like, the theme will probably be out of this world that's now in Disney. And... Um, and... I think it will be a cool experience for families, little kids... Star Wars fans, for sure. Right, right. Um, and for, uh, and I'm sure it'll have Star Wars themed restaurants, and... I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. In the hotel, though. Right, I mean, maybe, maybe do, like, the meet and greet or something, you know, like the character meet and greets. Have Kylo yeah, Ren walk can. around with their scrambled eggs. Yeah, they can. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, they they should totally do that. You know, they maybe should. we'll have to write we'll have to write to Disney. Dear Disney, please make it known that we would like Kylo Ren to serve us our scrambled eggs and and Darth Vader waffles for <laughs> our breakfast at the meet and greet at this hotel. Thank you very much. Signed, <laughs> Mister Foster Thompson, <laughs> aka the biggest and only necessary DVC member to let. No, I'm kidding. And something <laughs> else that they should do, and I'm getting a little off topic, but they should also do like have a movie room that has marathoning Star Wars movies. You know that thing would be filled the entire day, <laughs> especially if it's a twenty four seven thing. People would literally book that room. They would book a chair in the theater. And they would live there the entire time, just so they could watch a Star Wars marathon on repeat. You know that'll be the case. You know that'll be the case. Yeah, but anyway, it will be a cool experience, and it will be a cool experience for sure, and I'm really excited for it. So, is this going to be located by Hollywood Studios? Is that what I'm understanding? Yes, I think so. Okay. Is it going to be, like, closer to the entrance of the park or closer to, like, the location of Star Wars Land, but you'll still have to go through the front entrance? Um, I think it's, like, I don't know exactly, so don't stick me to this, but I think... Everybody quote him right now. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, the... For Mulan fans out there, no. <laughs> the... So, I think it will be next to the entrance. I think there's okay. like an old entrance, like so there's a hotel, yeah. and then there's like an older entrance. I don't know if they're going to open that up again, but I think it's close to that entrance. Now, you might 
Yeah, but again, I don't really... Right. Now, now here's another question, and I just thought about this. The last time that I was at Disney World, I was there with a college group uh, for a a youth leadership program. Yeah, like four years ago or something. Yeah, four or five years. Man, we're old. (laughs) No, but... um, The elders Disney... Yeah, exactly. The elders Disney Park. No. Um, But... We stayed at the Dolphin and Swan Hotel. First off, yeah. amazing hotel, yeah. even for it not being technically a Disney hotel. Yeah. Um, Florida is a very, or Orlando is a very hospitality. I mean, they yeah. just thrive on that. They do. But um, staying there, of course, you have the water, the waterway uh, to travel between the hotel to Epcot and to Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Do you know when y'all, as DVC members, when you were informed of this DVC hotel coming to the Hollywood Studios area, did they say anything about it being, about that hotel having that same waterside access with the, the boats and stuff to Hollywood Studios and Epcot as well? Did they say anything about that? or Because I know that's something that some people are going to want to know. I have not heard that. That doesn't mean that it isn't out there. Right. But you might have to do some research, you know. Right. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting, honestly, because I think I think especially for convenience wise, I think that would probably make it better. Yeah. Uh especially for those those um those guests who stay at the park during the extra magic hours, yeah. you know, and do that stuff and stay at Star Wars Galaxy. You know, it'll be convenient for them to, you know, use the waterway if it's still running at 1 o'clock yeah. in the morning or whatever to, you know, go back to their hotel instead of yeah. to, you know, sit there and wait to catch a Disney bus, which, nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with the Disney bus. It just gets really crowded. Exactly. And, and at midnight or 1 a.m., it's yeah. just like... When everybody that is there, you know, is taking the same exact thing... <laughs> Because the only other thing would probably be the minivan. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's mostly just going to be um, for transportation from the uh, airport to the parks. Yeah. And then for a select few uh, parks kind of here and there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess it'll, it'll be interesting. As a DVC member yourself, I guess kind of, you know... First off, I would assume that you're probably going to stay in this hotel at some point. But I guess the yeah, main we'll thing is kind of... We'll probably wait a couple of years yeah. until the crowds die down right. because we don't want to be in the caravan of people. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, I want to <laughs> live a little longer, Jordan. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but I guess kind of what... I guess, I don't know. I guess the question that I'm trying to ask but can't form the words here is i guess as a dvc member you know and as someone who i assume enjoys star wars i guess kind of what what's your excitement level about this is it like oh my gosh this is gonna be amazing or is it just kind of like okay cool we have another hotel i well i think it's somewhere in the middle it's not just like meh but it's also not like i'm starstruck you know right 
I think it will be a cool experience like I stated earlier, but I I really would look forward and want to stay in it at least once in my lifetime. Yet I think it would be a cool experience and I'm sure, I mean, this hotel is going to make Bay Lake Tower look weak. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure. The Bay Lake, Bay Lake's got some, uh, they've got some competition now coming in the next couple of years. Uh, before we head to the halftime poll here, or halftime, half break, pizza delivery, whatever you want to call well, it. We, we discuss highlights of the product. Right, exactly. <laughs> no. we're, we're still working on the poll question name here. If you got suggestions, let us know. But, before we get to that poll question... Uh, and then, of course, the second half of the show, we kind of talked a little bit about transportation. The buses, the minivan system, which I think is pretty interesting. Uh, the waterway, of course, from Dolphin and Swan to Epcot Magic Kingdom. But there's that new service that they have, the new transportation service that they have, that they're actually doing live testing on now. And that is the gondolas. Kind of an homage to the to the to the old uh, Skyrider, I believe it was yeah. called, uh, in Disneyland, in the original Disneyland park when it first opened. Mm -hmm. They had kind of the Skyliner. Now they've got the gondolas as a form of transportation between select hotels. I think it links the Caribbean Hotel to, I believe, uh, part of Hollywood Studios and part of Epcot. Yeah. Um, I think it also links up uh, Port Orleans, if I remember right, and I think mm -hmm. one more hotel. Maybe the Coronado. Not 100% yeah. sure. At this point, I'm just listing off hotels that I've stayed at. But, <laughs> you know, I think it'll be interesting to, you know, yeah. say, all right, kids, let's go to the park. Let's go to Hollywood Studios. Get in the gondola. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what's your thought about that? Well, no. I think, I mean, I like it. I mean, it's not the most, like, the best thing Disney has done just because it's just a, machine that takes you on a line that you see in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I I have mixed feelings because my dad is scared of it. Um, you know, and, and it does, like, if it stopped, and, and there has been, like, just stories of it's breaking or people falling off. Mm -hmm. uh, scary all, but, you know. Right, it exactly. Happen. It is a real thing mm -hmm. that unfortunately does have to be discussed because, you know, it is, you know, a situation that could unfortunately come about. We hope not. Knock on wood. So there you go. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. But I think also on the other hand, the more transportation they have, the minivans, the Ubers, which I know is not part of Disney, but, right. you know, you have those as well. Minivan is kind of like the Disney Uber, yeah. if you will. Mini, yeah, and then the buses and the gondolas and the boats. Eventually, it will be so spread out that the crowds won't be all compressed packed and you won't get right. the flu every time you get Disney. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you what, especially during Christmas time, I'll tell you what, that is something. Hi, <sighs> <Hi>. well, <laughs> we recorded the 
episode of the Pizza Planet podcast last night. However, uh, the Avengers decided that they were going to purposely wait till after we were done recording <laughs> to then release a new trailer for Endgame. So, I have seen it, Foster has seen it, and Foster, of course, I assume you saw Infinity War, I did as well. Mm. Looking at the trailer that we just watched, uh, what what are you thinking right now? What are it you thinking? Looks, it looks intense, is what it looks like. Yeah. Intense, and I think they're going to be a lot of closures yeah, in the movie. Yeah. I think they're going to be a lot of... Just like the Infinity War, I think it's just going to jump right in. <laughs> and I think it's going to... I be... would hope. <laughs> but I yeah. think it will be cool to see the addition of uh, Captain Marvel and... Right, right. Uh, no. Although, the Marvel has done it all wrong because they, they put Spider-Man out before the movie's out. So basically, you already know the ending of the end game. Well, <laughs> no, I think the Spider-Man, the uh, whatever it's called, I forget. Far away from home. There you go. Um... <laughs> Thank you for that, Foster. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was set before, wasn't it? Or was that after? So... In, the, in their timeline perspective. Like, well, as far as, so, like, when it took place in time. Was it before Infinity or after Infinity? Because well, so I can't remember. So, Infinity... So, are you talking about the movies? Or are you talking like, about... Like, no, I'm talking, like, the actual time itself for when the movie is taking place. The events in the movie. Well, is that happening before Infinity War or after? Because I remember seeing something where it's one or the other. I thought it was before, but I can't remember, honestly, if the setting and the events in the movie take place before or after the I events don't know in that Infinity either, War. But he's part of in the Avengers. Right, yeah. So, yeah, um, Tony Stark knighted him. As an Avenger in Infinity War when they were yeah. launched out into space. So, for any of those who still haven't seen it yet, sorry, not sorry, but um, yeah, that happened. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be an intense series. Um, or, intense. It, the trailer looked intense. It looked good. Yeah, it did. It really did. I thought it was quite interesting how they. Um, I guess just because it's a Marvel thing or whatever, but in some of the old yeah. scenes where it was all black and white, how they kept mm -hmm. red yeah. as the only actual color that would show up besides black and white, I thought that was kind of cool, honestly, in some of those scenes. But, um, but no, I liked it too, honestly. I kind of saw it and I'm like, alright, so, yeah, this is it. You know, and the whole theme of that trailer was whatever it takes. So, you know, you got to figure at least somebody... If now multiple people from the original Avengers are probably gonna die. That's my takeaway. And that's been my takeaway. Yeah, from the end of Infinity War. Even going into Infinity War. I thought someone was gonna die in that as far as like the originals, but and plus nobody's like died yet except Gamora and Vision. Yeah. Um Trying to think, there was one more, if I remember right, that actually died, died in Infinity War, but 
Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I think everyone just kind of vanished, but, you know. So you think, you're thinking someone's going to die? Oh, yeah, easily. Easily. What will end up happening? This is my prediction. And I hate to say it, but my prediction is that what will end up happening is that, you know, in the end of all this, Captain America will unfortunately die. And the way he will die is saving Tony Stark's life to kind of come full circle with Civil War. Because yeah. they still technically haven't resolved that a little bit. Yeah, he did come back, you know, and fight with the Avengers and stuff in Infinity War. But there is still kind of that that resolution that still needs to happen from Civil War. So that's kind of what I'm thinking is that Tony will see that and then Tony will end up, you know, probably saving the day along Captain Marvel, the original guy, you know, doing it. And then he'll probably die a little after because he'll yeah. probably get shanked or something as soon as, you know, he kills... Thanos, which is what I assume happens. I haven't seen the movie yet. Or if I did, that'd be kind of cool. But it could be that they all survive. I mean, I'm just right. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot can, that can happen with this. Uh, there there really is. There's a lot of open opportunities. Yeah. A lot of you know lasting um, care, last character developments, and then of course, like we saw in the trailer, not much. Once again, we didn't see much of. Of uh, Bruce Banner. We didn't see much of Hulk. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, he might be the one that dies. Honestly, probably. I mean, if we saw an Infinity War, you know, Hulk didn't really want to come out. You know? Yeah. He tried, but Hulk wasn't really trying to come out. So, who knows? Maybe Hulk... I would assume Hulk would show up in Endgame, but... Yeah. Maybe it's just Dr. Bruce Banner the whole time again. Who knows? Yeah. We'll have to see, but... I don't know. It, it it'll be interesting for sure. Um, yeah. So so now we will go back to our regularly scheduled program. Just had to interrupt that next day real time just because the Avengers decided to be funny. Of course, <laughs> movie coming out April twenty sixth. I will probably go see it when they do the showings the night before the night of the April the twenty fifth because that's yeah. what I'm pretty much doing for every movie now. So yeah, that's kind of. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens in about 45, not even 45, probably, oh, I don't know. I'm not good at math, so I'm going to say a little over a month from now. So, just to be correct there, because, <laughs> I'm again, I'm not good at math, so. It should be interesting. So, uh, yeah, now we go back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, so we are going to now give you the poll question of the week. It has to do with a certain movie review that Mr. Foster Thompson here will give at the end of the podcast. What'd you think of the Captain Marvel movie? Did you love it? You liked it? Meh. Or was it awful? I've heard mixed reviews. I haven't heard Foster's review yet. Whenever we are sitting down and listening to this podcast, well, really, when I edit, it'll be the first time that I've heard his review. But really, when we're all sitting down at the dinner table, listening to the podcast, which don't forget to subscribe to, uh, it'll be the first time that I'm hearing it along with you, because I have not seen it yet. So, whenever that does happen, I will literally be stepping out of the room, it'll just be Foster, the four walls, and this, 
this phone here because we are high tech on the Pizza Planet podcast and talking to y'all, talking to the fans about filtered version. Exactly. <laughs> talking about the uh, the the Captain Marvel movie. Like you said, unfiltered, basically what that means is spoilers galore. <laughs> so we will give you a warning before that that movie review starts. So that way if you haven't seen it yet at the time that you are hearing this, mm-hmm. you'll know Hey, if I don't want the movie spoiled, don't listen to the next however many few minutes so I don't ruin the movie. Or at least Foster doesn't ruin the movie for you. But there you go. Like I said, halftime, halftime, half delivery on its way, Pizza Planet podcast, whatever. The poll question, what did you think of the Captain Marvel movie? Did you love it? You like it? It was meh or it was awful? Let us know. On Twitter, that's where the poll will be, at Pizza Planet Podcast, or at Pizza Planet Pod. Uh, and then, of course, on Facebook, at Facebook.com slash Pizza Planet Podcast. That is our poll question for this episode. Also, some other podcast news. Uh, of course, in the spirit of sports and of March Madness, the Pizza Planet Podcast is going to do a March Madness of its own. You know, you see a few other people probably doing the same exact thing. But it's fun. It's all good fun. It's all good Disney fun. Family-friendly fun. So we're going to do a Pizza Planet March Madness of the best Disney movies of all time. We'll create a bracket of 32. It won't be the full 64 like actual March Madness. We'll go 32 teams, 32 movies. And we'll have a Pixar, we'll have a Walt Disney Animation, we will have, I guess we'll go ahead and include the short films, so that way we include them as well, we have all that. And then of course we will have a surprise category uh, that will show up as well. So that'll be the four regions, if you will. Uh, and then of course the next time that we have an episode, most likely we will have our final four that we will discuss uh, on the next episode of the Pizza Planet Podcast. Uh, so that will be coming up. Be sure to stay tuned to our social media, like we said, on Twitter, at Pizza Planet Pod, and on Facebook, at Facebook.com, slash Pizza Planet Podcast, to see what are the 32 movies, short films, things like that, from, through Disney, that are going to be included in the Pizza Planet March Madness Bracket. So, last couple topics. Like we mentioned, this is going to be a very Disney Park heavy show. And we're going to continue that theme with the recent price rise that went into effect for Walt Disney World as of March 12th. So, at the time of us recording, yesterday, at the time of the episode releasing, was that last Tuesday, so... Six days before. So, Disney World talked about a rise in tickets long ago. And, of course, now it's kind of an every year thing. And, of course, everybody's like, okay, it's just because Star Wars land. But they kind of do this every year a little bit. The one day, the cheapest one day passes will remain the same at $109. Just for one day, one park, that's it. $109 for the cheapest ticket. That's not changing. What is changing is basically when it comes to holidays. So, for example, 
Christmas time. Uh, for Christmas, before, it's $129 for basically a one day. That is now changing to $159, so a 23% increase in price. Or in other words, $30 increase in a one-day admission uh, during the Christmas peak period. You know, multi-day tickets, they'll be offered uh, at a $9 raise. $9 raise in ticket prices on a... For example, a four-day based theme uh, park ticket, uh, you know, during July 4th and things like that. Uh, you know, only a $9 raise. Of course, the park hopper, one-day and multi-day options, those will all increase by $5. So, not really much um, with that. Of course, the park hopper plus will not change in price. So, just make, uh -huh. make note of that. Park hopper plus will not change in price. But the regular Park Hopper one-day and multi-day tickets will jump each one by $5. And then uh, the Disney Water Park annual passes will jump $9 as well from $130 to $139. But other than that, really, I mean, it's not it's not a big jump in, in price. Cause, you know, I'm thinking, oh, it's huge, you know, the price change, oh, inflation, oh. For most of these, except for the, you know, for the example of the Christmas peak period where it raised by 30, yeah. none of them raised by more than nine bucks. Yeah. I think some of that is supply and demand. The demand is getting so, I mean, they have to do it every year because the demand just keeps on increasing once the demand stops. Right. Prices go down. So, you know, I mean, $30 just seemed like a lot, but, I mean, for a holiday one day, it's pretty impressive because you're, you're saying that gets you into all the rides. I don't know if it's like gets you into all four parks, but it gets you to all the rides. Um, and parades and shows and you can eat, uh, eat at restaurants and so I think $30 isn't that much more and so yeah and then the $9 that's really nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that was so... You know, that's, that's something that, and of course, all this, all these numbers and info, according to WDW News Today, um, where most of my Disney news comes from, WDW News Today, great site, uh, I'm pretty sure you've heard of it, uh, them and Disboards are the two main sites, and of course, yeah. the Disney Cruise Line blog, you know, pay mm -hmm. attention to those as well, um, but, I mean, kind of like you said, it's not really that much of a difference, and I'm just kind of thinking... Okay, nine bucks. Sure, it adds up when you add more and more people, but yeah. nine bucks isn't really that much of a difference when you mm -hmm. really think about it in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're charging; they're upcharging the hotel, mm -hmm. they're upcharging the food, they're upcharging the park ticket as well as mm -hmm. you know now charging for transfer. They're mm -hmm. not doing all that yeah. by nine dollars for each person for each thing for each day. Yeah. It's just nine dollars mm -hmm. per ticket. Yeah, that's it. 
So, yeah, it does add up when you have more people in your party, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not incredibly worried about it, honestly. It's not something that makes me, you know, lie awake at night and cry and wonder why the world is evil, but, <laughs> you know... <laughs> No, but I mean, I do. No, <laughs> exactly. We we will have a a a not a Patreon, but we'll have a Kickstarter fund or not a, a GoFundMe for Foster for his um, crying himself to sleep. No, um, <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, it's nine dollars. I'm just kind of like, okay, congrats, Disney just followed the market, whatever. Yeah. Kind of like you mentioned, supply yeah. and demand. So, all right. So now this is the final topic of the show. And like we mentioned, here is your spoiler warning. Foster Thompson will be giving his unbiased review of the recently released movie Captain Marvel. Of course, it being released this past week. Brie, La- Brie Larson starting as starring as Captain Marvel. Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. I have not seen the movie yet, so I will be stepping out. And you hear the door right there. I will be stepping out. Foster will be giving you his review of Captain Marvel. And then, of course, when he's done, just knock on the door. I'll come back in, and we will wrap up the show. But here is Foster Thompson with the review of Captain Marvel. I will see you in a few minutes. Foster, Mm -hmm. let the people know what they want to hear. Like we said, spoilers galore ahead. Give them what they want and give them the final grade. Mm -hmm. And I will see you in a few minutes. Alright, so I would give Captain Marvel a 7 out of 10 or a B plus in letter grading. It So one thing that I really liked, and I, I'm sure every Marvel fan would like, is that instead, you know, you know how in the beginning it had Marvel and then all of the characters and the superheroes? Well, instead, they they started out with Stan Lee and, like, famous quotes, and it was just a really touching moment. That, that was, like, the beginning intro. And then you start off with a scene that makes totally no sense until later, but of this lady who is Captain... Or Captain Marvel slash Carla DeVoe and Fierce are all names. But it starts off there. And then it sort of is like the backstory of her. So. And then. Basically, what happens after that backstory. It flashes to the present, which is the good guys at that point. And basically, she's like in a military camp. I don't even know what to really consider it. Um, it's more like a um, like a space camp almost. And they're trying to defeat these almost Avatarian-looking things like... I mean, the entire movie is like if Star Wars, Avatar, and Marvel had a baby, honestly. But there were these Avatar creatures. And 
at the point, at this point in the movie, they were fighting them off. And then Captain Marvel went into uh, this planet called C-53 and she was fighting the Marvel and this is where they meet Fury, the young Fury and he's like an FBI agent, sort of cool. But then, come to find out, the bad guys are actually the people that are uh, she's with. So that was a twist that I thought was really good. I mean, I thought it was really good there. And... Overall, I felt like it was a really good movie, and you, at the very end, the short clip, you get to see, see the, uh, Captain Marvel meeting Captain America, Captain America, and I think Black Widow. And so that was pretty cool. And there was a lot of 90s references too. Uh, that I really enjoyed because Jordan and I were both born in the 90s. So it was sort of cool and interesting. So yeah, overall, B plus or 7 out of 10 in numbers. And if you haven't watched it and you listen to all these spoilers, I still think you would enjoy the movie as well. I don't think it's as bad as people think, but I also don't think it's like this great movie and someone put it best that it was a filler in movie. So there's really no ties to the first Avengers and the other Marvel movies and then the Endgame. It just sort of introduced, it's sort of like an introducing uh, character. So yeah, that's about it. And that that's about it. And I hope you enjoyed the broadcast. Family. I'm coming, I'm coming, here we go, I'm back, yay. Okay, so, I was on the complete opposite side of the building, as Foster can attest to, so I did not hear a single thing that was said. So, like I said, I will find out what he said along with y'all. So, thank you for the review. If you agree with Foster's review, let us know in the comment section below. Of course, you can do it on CastBox or on iTunes. Comment, let us know, you can also... Let us know on social media at facebook.com slash pizzaplanetpodcast or on Twitter at pizzaplanetpod. You can let us know what Foster, what you think of Foster's review of the movie is. And of course, if you are listening to this point, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. 
And if you are listening, first off, round of applause to you, round of applause. But if you are listening, go ahead and comment what your review is of Captain Marvel. And let's see if it lines up with what Foster has for the movie. So, for his review of the movie. So, that'll do it for this episode of the Pizza Planet Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you next time on the podcast. Like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about, of course, the final four that we'll have for the March Madness tournament, which stays into our social media pages. And, of course, you know, stay tuned for any updates on any of the parks, movies, etc. We'll probably start talking a little more Avengers Endgame as that will start to roll around here. Um, but that'll do it for this edition of the podcast. Thank you once again, and we will see you next time on the Pizza Planet Podcast. Go show some love to Foster Thompson, who thanks once again for coming to the show. <laughs>